Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of MASH with Mark and Megan. Thanks for coming back and joining us today. Megan hasn't made it to the studio yet. I'm going to give her a call here. Hang on. Hey. hey, Mark. What's up? Where are you calling from? Hey, I'm in the studio. I'm in the studio right now. Where are you? Are you stuck? Are you stuck somewhere? What's going on? No, no, I'm not stuck anywhere. I'm just sitting on the couch, relaxing. Why? Did something happen? Hey, you were supposed to be here for the podcast. Last time we, we talked, you were stuck at the airport. Now you're just sitting at home? I thought we were going to come in so we could record this. I can record it off the phone, but it's going to sound a little funny. Oh, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot about it. I got sidetracked with some errands and lost track of time. But don't worry. I can still join you via video call if that works better. Yeah, it does, actually. A video call would be good. Let me uh, hang up and call you right back, okay? All right. I'll be waiting for your call. Okay. Hello? Hello? Hello, Megan? Hey, I can see you now. Cool. Hi, Mark. Are you ready to start the podcast? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for answering. I thought you were just going to ignore me this time. Yes, I'm ready to start. This is our second episode. It's called MASH with Mark and Megan. Hopefully our sound quality is a little better this time. The first time it wasn't great. Don't worry about it, Mark. Our listeners understand that it's a learning process. We're both new to this, so it's natural that we'll make mistakes along the way. As long as we keep improving, that's all that matters. That's true. Hopefully that some of them understand. I don't know. I don't know. Some of them might give up after one episode. Who knows? But we'll keep going. I'll keep plugging along. We can do this as well, long as... we have a lot of great content to share, so I think they'll be pleased. And now that we have a phone number and email address for listener interaction... We should start getting more feedback soon. In our last episode, we touched briefly on the Season 1 episode, Sometimes You Hear the Bullet. I wanted to go in a little more detail with it this time, and I'm going to give a brief synopsis of it, as well as uh, break down the character of Lieutenant Colonel Henry Blake, just kind of my opinion and belief on how he really holds up during this episode and how this is one of his top performances in all his uh, episodes of MASH, I believe. All right, the brief synopsis of this show is uh, Frank Burns throws his back out while he's dancing with Hot Lips Houlihan in her tent. Of course, Hot Lips doesn't want him to be seen in the tent, and he thro- she throws him out into the mud, and then she calls Trapper and Hawkeye for help, saying that he's got a bad back. Trapper decides to put Frank in traction and it should help him recover faster. And while recuperating in post-op, he finds himself... Well, he actually, no, he puts himself in for the Purple Heart. And Margaret justifies it by claiming that since the injury was sustained at a front-line unit, technically, they made it a, a battle-connected, so... 
And then Hawkeye's old friend Tommy Gillis, played by James Callahan, appears at the 4077. They've known each other since the fifth grade. And Tommy Gillis is a reporter in civilian life, and he's a combat soldier now working on a book about life on the front line, and his book's called You Never Hear the Bullet. He's writing the book from a soldier's perspective to make it more real and authentic. And this book is intended to show how death in battle can be sudden and not surrounded by any prior drama, unlike it's often depicted in the movies. Tommy uh, leaves for his unit just as wounded arrive at the compound. And while operating on a Marine with appendicitis, who happens to be played by Ron Howard, the doctors remark on how young he looks. Later, recovering in the hospital ward, the Marine asks Hawkeye how soon he can get back to the front, and he boasts about killing enemy soldiers. Hawkeye discovers that the Marine is in fact only 15 years old and used his brother's, his older brother's ID to enlist and go to Korea to win back his ex-girlfriend. And the Marine imagines he will return a hero from war with a medal and everything. Hawkeye gives him some sage advice about women. Any girl worth having won't care if he has a medal or not. Then later, Hawkeye's friend Tommy himself shows up as a casualty on the operating table, having been shot by the enemy on the front lines. And just before he, just before he was anesthetized, anesthetized, he was given anesthesia, I don't know the right word for that, but he weakly tells Hawkeye that he has in fact hurt a bullet just before being hit, just like in the movies. And Hawkeye, who is close to tears at this time, suggests that sometimes you hear the bullet is a better title anyway and tries frantically to save Tommy's life. And unfortunately, Tommy dies on the table and Colonel Henry Blake orders Hawkeye to move away and he says, go help McIntyre. In a later scene, Hawkeye is seen crying for his friend but wonders why he never cried for any other men he's seen die in Korea. Henry consoles him by remarking, this is one of his popular lines. He says, There are certain, certain rules about a, a war. Rule number one is, young men die. And rule number two is, doctors can't change rule number one. Not wanting to see another young man die needlessly, Hawkeye immediately reports to underage Marine, to Major Houlihan, and the MPs take him back to America and to safety. The young Marine tells Hawkeye he will hate him as long as he lives. And Hawkeye says, I sure hope it's a long and healthy hate. While initially furious, the young man forgives him when Hawkeye presents him with the medal, the Purple Heart, that Frank was to be awarded, but not, not entitled to. So that's just kind of a brief synopsis of the, this episode. This was one of my favorite episodes in season one. And right now I'm just going to break down what I feel Colonel Henry Blake's uh, part in this episode was. Here's a brief breakdown of Colonel Blake in the episode, Sometimes You Hear the Bullet. Of course, you know, Colonel Henry Blake was played by McLean Stevenson. And he plays a real pivotal role in, in supporting the character of Hawkeye, played by Alan Alda, through a profound and emotionally challenging experience. And I'm going to tell you how uh, Colonel Blake's actions and demeanor provide, provide a comfort and guidance to Hawkeye really reflecting the deep bonds formed within the 4077 mass unit. The episode is a really significant one in this series as it confronts the realities of war and the personal connections that can be both a source of strength and a point of vulnerability 
for those serving in the front lines. Hawkeye's childhood friend Tommy Gillis arrives at the MASH unit as a journalist, writing about the war. The reunion is cut short when Tommy is brought back to the unit as a casualty and ultimately succumbs to his injuries, leaving Hawkeye devastated, obviously. Colonel Blake steps in as a leader and a father figure, embodying the dual roles that military commanders often must assume. He recognizes the pain that Hawkeye is experiencing and offers a listening ear and a shoulder to lean on. Blake's leadership style, often characterized by his easygoing nature, sense of humor, allows him to connect with his staff on a more personal level, making him particularly effective in times of emotional distress. And throughout this episode, Colonel Blake demonstrates empathy and understanding. He doesn't really dismiss Hawkeye's feelings or push him to move on too quickly. He acknowledges the gravity of the loss, and instead he provides a space for Hawkeye to process his grief, showing that even in the midst of war, there's always room for humanity and compassion. Moreover, Colonel Blake's support extends beyond mere consolation. I believe that he helps Hawkeye refocus on the importance of their work at the MASH unit, reminding him of the lives they save every day. This perspective helps Hawkeye to cope with his friend's death by reaffirming the value of their mission and the impact they have as medical professionals in a war zone. So really, Lieutenant Colonel Blake's role in the episode, sometimes you hear the bullet, is a testament to the strength of leadership that is both compassionate and pragmatic. And I think his ability to provide solace and guidance to Hawkeye throughout this time of a personal crisis really exemplifies the qualities of an effective commander and highlights the importance of emotional support within the military framework. And I also think this episode serves as a powerful narrative on the human side of war, the bonds formed in the face of adversity, and also the resilience of the human spirit with Colonel Blake's character at the heart of this message. All right, I'm going to play the scene now where Hawkeye is in the operating room and they wheel his friend Tommy Gillis in and he sees him for the first time on the being injured. Dr. Pierce, this one very shocking. Chapter, can you finish for me? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. I heard that little remark. Oh, good. You won't have to amputate your ears, Henry. Pressure 18 over 50 and faints. Give me some more negative blood here, quick. Blood's for me on the anemic. Henry, I need your help. Got another IV with a large bore needle. Come on, get over there and help me. 70 over 50. I hear a funny one. Change the title of the book, that's all. Sometimes you hear the bullet. It's a better title anyway. Sixty. Got the aorta. Give me some retraction and suction. Father Mulcahy, I'm okay, come gonna crush you. I've lost the pulse. I'm gonna open the chest. Give me a knife. He said, give me a knife. Pierce. 
Go help McIntyre. Come on, move. We're jammed up in here. Yes, that's a very powerful scene. I'm also going to play the scene where Colonel Blake is talking with Hawkeye after this, where he's very sad. Hawkeye's crying. Pierce, is there anything I can do to help? It's the first time I've cried since I came to this crummy place. I don't understand that. Well, Gillis was your friend. I mean, it's only natural that you'd, uh, you know. I mean, I know why I'm crying now. Tommy was my friend, and I watched him die, and now I'm crying. I've watched guys die almost every day. Why didn't they ever cry for them? Because you're a doctor. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. If I had the answer, I'd be at the Mayo Clinic. Does this place look like the Mayo Clinic? Look, all I know is what they taught me at command school. There are certain rules about a war. And rule number one is young men die. And rule number two is doctors can't change rule number one. You believe that? are some powerful moments i think they will add a lot to the podcast oh definitely yeah so what do you think about those two scenes both are incredibly moving the scene where hawkeye's crying after his friend dies is especially heartbreaking yes it is i agree that was that was rough to watch for me well that's going to wrap up another episode of mash with mark and megan thank you for listening to the podcast this week our third episode and if you'd like please like and subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen to this on and if you have any comments concerns questions anything like that contact us with email it our email is mash with mark and megan at gmail.com And if you or anyone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. That's coming from a veteran. And uh, if you have any concerns or questions, please reach out to that number. Don't hesitate. You guys have a great night. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Look forward to episode four. We're going to put these out every two weeks. Thanks, guys. Bye. As we fold up our tents and turn off the OR lights, remember that the stories and laughter of the MASH 4077 will always echo in our hearts. Until next time, keep carrying the spirit of camaraderie and compassion in your own lives. Goodbye, farewell, and amen.